Macadamian Nut. We have a show for you, Nez Nation. If you, I'm telling you right now, if you are a content creator, a podcaster, a business owner, somebody who is advanced, beginner, medium, doesn't matter. This is the show you have to listen and watch to for the entire duration and take massive amount of notes. Because why? We have the Dr. Emmett Brown of Passive Income, the flux capacitor of podcasting. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. If you know Pat Flynn, you'll get the Back to the Future references. Trust me, y'all, you're going to want to come back because making money in the creator economy just got a whole lot smarter. What would happen if I took a chance? It's always hard at first glance. I don't want to, but I know I got to do it. The truth is hard to swallow. I think I'll chew it. Welcome, everybody, to the Creator Economy live stream podcast show. It is your host, Professor Nez. This is the show where we help you earn more, grow faster, stress less in the creator economy. Without further ado, I'm going to bring our guest up here. You guys know him. He is the godfather of podcasting in the online space, host of the SPI podcast show, longtime listener, longtime fan, first time he's been on our show. And we also have his CEO, Mr. Matt Garland. So you get a Two for one special at the end of Q4. I can't think of anything more powerful. Let's bring him up here, Mr. Pat Flynn. Hey, buddy, how you doing, man? What's up, Nez? Thank you for there that kind introduction. <laughs> and uh, hello, chat. I see some uh, familiar faces in the chat as well. What's up, Samson? Good to see you. And uh, yeah, Samson's in the house. It's a kind of an interesting time. We usually go uh, live a lot later, so uh, hopefully, some people will stream in here uh, a lot more as as time ensues. And let's also bring in Matt. Garland, who is the Hello. CEO of SPI. How you doing, Matt? Really good. It's great to be here with you guys. Awesome to see you too. Fantastic. Welcome. So, hey, boy, do I have a, a lot of... You love that intro, right, Pat? Well, anything <laughs> I mean, that has a back... That's like cringing. Balance, so, yes. <laughs> it's so great to have you guys here. We're very, very excited to have you here. And I just want to um, jump right into it and get cooking. So, so guys, tell me, what is happening right now in your world? Um, what is something that right now it's the end of Q4. This is a really, really important time for content creators, business owners. You guys know once January hits, CPMs drop significantly. Uh, it's a whole new year. What is something right now that you're focusing on that, I mean, where there's a lot of stuff happening, right? There's a lot of AI happening. People are talking about shorts and TikTok is doing longer videos coming after YouTube. Spotify is going all in on video podcasting and they're offering more opportunities. What is something with your breadth and depth of experience? What's something I want to hear from you? What are you focusing on right this second, right now and why? Pat, why don't you, why don't you start us off? Sure. I mean, one word and that's community. It doesn't matter what's happening with tech or what's happening with other platforms, no matter what platform you're on or what tech you're using, community is going to be at the heart of whatever we're doing. And that's where Matt and I both believe uh, the puck is going in terms of the, uh, you know, as a content creator, um, micro communities, niche communities where people who have a like minded uh, set of values, who have similar goals can come together to support each other. 
you know, it's interesting with all the things that have changed recently. The one thing that will never change is that people want to connect with other people. And one thing that we've done recently at SPI is we've literally changed our business model from selling online courses and focusing on those sort of one-off things to having courses sort of still there, but really the community be the focus of what it is that we offer. And community, as Matt often says now, is our product. And we are literally in the middle of uh, an incredible launch now where, uh, and I'm sure Matt will talk more about this, but it's really his brainchild, uh, what we call our EIR program or Experts in Residence program, where it's not just about Pat Flynn anymore or Matt or the team. We're bringing other people who have expertise in different spaces. Uh, for example, Terry Rice or Jason Pfeiffer, uh, the uh, editor-in-chief at, uh, at uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, to come in to SPI and provide value to our audience as well. So it's like an Avengers approach to helping serve this community versus just like a, an Iron Man approach, if you will. And it's becoming something that is, uh, I think people are seeing that we, we, we've had some foresight into this and are helping to uh, establish the importance of building people around you, not just a one-sided conversation, but a multi-sided conversation, if you will. Very so there's cool. a lot of specifics that go into that. I mean, everything from revenue to the team and everything. I mean, there's a lot of changes that we've made, but uh, we know it's the right move, mainly because the feedback that we're getting is just more positive than anything we've offered. The completion rates of our co courses are much higher, and literally the words that people share back with us are so grateful and so thankful that uh, we, we know we made the right decision, even though it was a tough one because we kind of turned our business upside down for it. Yeah, that was going to be my follow-up question was the why. And, and you you kind of alluded to that. That's interesting. So course creation was the sort of main model or one of the main uh, tiers of your revenue model. And then now you're turning to this more kind of personalized, interactive, community-based uh, uh, education platform. Do you want to kind of, by the way, Matt, Tell us a little bit about how you, I mean, our audience, you know, Pat, everybody knows Pat. <laughs> Pat's the man. Yeah, He's the legend. Um, tell us how you guys hooked up. How did this happen? And then if you want to follow up on that uh, great um, answer that Pat gave on what he's focusing on right now at the end of Q4, tell us a little bit about how this, um, how this interaction happened. Would love to. I'll do the, uh, you know, the DeLorean through time hyperclock version. Oh, God, they're not going to stop. So <laughs> It's uh, just going to keep. You see what you've done, Pat? You've created a monster. <laughs> this is why he's he and I work so well together. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Pat and I have known each other and became fast friends uh, around uh, 2012. Um, I had my first startup. Uh, it was in the editorial and kind of sub-publishing space, uh, working with nonfiction authors. Uh, we ended up doing and working on a lot of different kind of publishing projects, even with New York Times bestselling authors. Uh, but anyway, worked on Pat's first book uh, called Let Go. It was a memoir project uh, that got published. And then the relationship, uh, the friendship all kind of bloomed you know, from there. And fast forward to 2018. Uh, we put our companies together, kind of like made a baby, uh, if you will. So, you know, took uh, my team, my assets, you know, kind of from that startup, uh, took all the the amazing things that, you know, over time, you know, my team and I were really, in, you know, invested in, in terms of helping pad in the SPI audience and, and all of this education uh, material, you know, turn it into something that much more amazing, right? We kind of put that all together and created the, basically a new venture, you know, called SPI Media. Um, now, a big part of that, uh, then kind of hooks into kind of where this question started, which is, you know, the evolution of the business model and how we think about, you know, uh, delivering value, right. Uh, to small business owners, uh, online entrepreneurs and where, as Pat said correctly, like where the puck is going in terms of 
you know, how are people learning and developing as entrepreneurs in 2023? And how is that going to change and continue to change, you know, in 2024 and beyond? And back in that 2018, especially 2019 era, you know, we started to see the writing on the wall that a lot of, you know, uh, you know, sort of isolated learning, you know, the DIY model is still very, you know, very relevant. It's not going to go to zero, but more, people were more craving kind of cohort-based learning experiences, right? Coming together with asynchronous learning, having experts in the room at different moments to guide them through some of the curriculum to help answer the questions that weren't answered in, say, the videos, right? Um, and most importantly, to build friendships and camaraderie for belonging, for accountability, and for the improvement on outcomes with their fellow students, right? So you kind of can encapsulate all of that, you know, with uh, the term that Pat uh, uttered, uh, absolutely correct, you know, which is a community-based approach. So we have guided accelerators in our community. Uh, we are, as Pat mentioned, starting to bring in uh, resident experts, um, which is just up-leveling everything that, you know, uh, we're doing uh, in terms of our community product. Um, and I'd add maybe one other quick dimension here, sorry to, to ramble, but no, 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 this is, is that especially now late 2023, you're at Q4, uh, interesting time of season, you know, we're getting a lot of market data coming out just around how like Black Friday, Cyber Monday did and macroeconomic forces, you know, people starting to be, you know, more cost conscious, uh, especially with subscriptions and a membership business subscription product, right? Um, and you know, whether it's Netflix or Amazon Plus, uh, Prime, I should say, uh, or Apple Plus, you know, anything that's a subscription, there, you know, you run the risk of subscription fatigue, and you want to continue to, you know, be one of the few uh, that hopefully a consumer can chooses to to keep, right? So how we are invest in that product community, you know, the EIRs, how we think about uh, innovating on that product with more curriculum, you know, that's really the future. Uh, it's being able to diversify and intensify. Uh, the collective power uh, of what our community is uh, that keeps people around, keeps people learning uh, for the long term, uh, supports our retention, right? Keeps our churn low uh, from a community uh, member retention standpoint um, and provides probably as the haymaker here, we are a one-stop destination. You can come to SPI, join our community and get what you need as a 360 degree view on what, it, what you need to run a business online. And is that, is that, um, strictly, so it's, it's all encompassing. It's not like strictly podcast business or, 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 uh, an online course creation business. It's all correct. Is that, is that correct? Uh, I would say that it skews heavily towards online based business models, but right. whether you're a coach, you're a consultant, you are a freelancer of some specific skill, your skill, you're a web designer, right? Or you're a trades craftsman or woman, you know, in a different discipline, right? Thinking about these online business fundamentals, like how do you define a strategy for your business? What is your business model? How do I start to reach my audience through podcasting, through email marketing, through YouTube, right? How do I uh, make sure that I'm charging what I'm worth from a pricing strategy standpoint? How do I think about cash flow, you know, in my business? Uh, all of these things, right? We are very proud to say like you can learn those skills and you can meet other people learning those skills too and you can get answers from pat and from me and now increasingly more experts in the room with that expert uh resident model that we're building out you can mm -hmm. do all of that inside our community that's awesome yeah so it's really interesting to me because now with everything that's happening you know especially since you know the pandemic and 
um, more and more. I live in California. I know Pat lives in, in California. Pat, you're only an hour away from me, by the way. It's crazy oh, we, why that you and I we... haven't had a tuna fish sandwich together. That needs to change, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably sub out the tuna for something else, but okay, besides yeah. that, yeah. Okay, leave the tuna to me. Um, <laughs> but no, like, like you know, I mean, it's funny because my wife and I were just talking the other day about some of these influencers, AKA celebrities or whatever. And you know um, how some of them can be so tone deaf and they're talking about this. Oh, I just purchased this, you know, a uh, $300,000 um, addition to my home or whatever, or I, I bought this gown for $75,000 and people can't even buy groceries right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my point is, is that because a lot of my clients are, are, are very, very curious and very interested and eager to, to find extra revenue streams and extra sources of income, especially where they can spend more time with their kids and their family and do it maybe potentially remotely or at home, which I, I don't know if you guys know my story. I mean, Pat, uh, you know, was one of the first podcasts that really illuminated and educated. I mean, he's going to probably blush right now. (laughs) Somebody who started in the public sector or private sector and then moved to the public sector as an actual professor. I don't just call myself Professor Nez for kicks and giggles. You know, I taught at some of the top business schools in the country and I left that for many, many reasons. A lot of them were disillusionment. And it wasn't until, you know, listening and hearing and finally, this was before YouTube, before Facebook, that, man, this is actually possible that I can do my own thing. I can see my kids. I can actually earn real, decent, substantial income monetizing what is inside here and inside here, right? Like what's it? Oh, podcast was like, what is he talking about? What's inside my chest? What's inside my head? My expertise, my skills, my experience. That I don't think still has resonated as mainstreamly. It's getting more since the pandemic. But what you're talking about to to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, uh, Matt, is the demand for that. If I'm understanding you correctly, you guys looked at the data, you listened to your community, and they are, you know, this is what they want. This is what they're eager for. This is what they're desirous of, and you're supplying that demand. Correct. I, that's correct, and it's it's yeah. what they need as well. Um, oftentimes, when we are speaking to people who want to build something or escape their nine to five or whatever the case may be, it's often uh, discussions about, well, should I be a YouTuber? Should I be a podcaster? Where should I should I publish a book? Those are the wrong questions to ask at the beginning. In the beginning, it's why do you want to do this and who do you want to serve, and then figuring out the how around that. And we have the pathways to help you figure that out inside of our communities, uh, as well as the idea of that, uh, let's say you do pick your niche and you do build a YouTube channel. Well, is that the end of the story? No, that's actually just the beginning of it. We can help you build that audience and build super fans. And from there, you go to maybe our email marketing magic course to help you build your email list so you can build a foundation of uh, you know, warm customers potentially who could purchase something or start a online course if you choose to go down that route. And because it's not siloed, because there are other people who have gone down those paths previously uh, within our community, we can point people in the right direction and say, hey, you went down that path before. Can you help out this person who's just starting out? And our community is so wonderful because they always are there to help each other out too. So what's what's beautiful about this is the barrier to entry is much lower because we're not selling one-off courses for hundreds. We're selling a monthly payment to get access to all this. And our whole idea is, Hopefully, people will stick around to a point where, in the end, as a business, we actually generate more revenue from that person over time. The lifetime value of that customer becomes higher, but also the lifetime value that 
had been offered to that person is higher as a result too because of Huge. this new model and it's a model that uh enables everybody to win right the the customer wins we win everybody wins and if a person comes in and leaves after two months well then that's good too because we don't deserve a long-term income from them because they've perhaps gotten what they needed but hopefully in what we're seeing because of our super low churn rates people come in for the content sure but they stick around for the community and we are, are, are trying to be and lead uh, in in this realm for a lot of our colleagues and other people starting businesses, a lot of other educators. We want to be the prime example and, and have become a, a pretty big example, especially in the world of, of online communities and with the Circle uh, community as well. Circle is the platform that we use to host our community. Um, we're often being used as the example community for how to do it and how to do it right. And that, that feels really, really good. But we're always changing. We're always upgrading. We're um, it's not easy to build a community. I got to say, it's probably the least passive thing that you can do. But we are happy to take on that role because a lot of other people uh, won't do that. And it's it's our calling. And it's it feels really good. That's awesome. And that's why you're successful. I mean, who would have thought you actually provide a solution to somebody? They're going to stick around <laughs> and actually want to pay you. It's not a matter of like selling them or anything or convincing them. It's just they're going to they're going to feel so... I mean, this happens in real life all the time. Like I just literally recently had somebody come help me with my uh, TV not that long ago. He was so, I mean, like customer centric. He was so helpful, so kind, so courteous that I, I went on a uh, walk with my dog. I went as far as call. I said, I want to know your supervisor's number. And he kind of looked at me like quizzically, like, why? Like he was kind of concerned. I go, no, no, no. I want to tell him how badass you are. And so I literally called his supervisor while I was on a walk with my dog and the supervisor was shocked. He was like 99.99% of my calls are complaints. And I was like, well, I'm here to tell you that Ray, Ray, if you're listening, I love you. You did a great job. Ray went above and beyond. When you go above and beyond, listen to this, Nez Nation, listen to what Matt and Pat are saying. When you actually provide lifetime value, I hope you're writing this down. You get lifetime revenue from that person not, you're not extrapolating that. You're not, it's not a, a matter of selling or forcing. It's a matter of them actually feeling like they're getting something out of this and they're more than willing to give you money for it. I love that, Pat. Um, I want to really quickly say thank you so much to Mr. Chris Stone from Cast Ahead Media for the $10 super chat. Hey guys, we're going to take your questions too. I've got a million questions. We're already like 20, 30 minutes into this. I don't want to monopolize uh, uh, Matt and Pat's time, but we're going to take questions. Chris has already jumped ahead uh, for me, and I want to further unpack this too, Matt, because this is really interesting going from the one-off isolated course creation model to the more community-based. I want to unpack that further, but if if uh, I may, let's take this question from... You guys mind, Pat, uh, uh, Matt, taking this question? No, let's go into it. From Chris, who is an awesome, awesome member here on the Creator Economy podcast. Chris asks, is interested to hear how SPI is navigating their podcasts on YouTube, considering uh, YouTube's newest integrations and how they're treating the pure video versions of the podcast versus audio. Those of you that don't know, YouTube's going all in on podcasts or even allowing you to, to put an RSS feed. I've got another guest coming on in a couple of weeks. Uh, after the holidays, actually, who's going to talk about this, who's got a lot of data about the RSS feed and, and podcasting on YouTube. But um, who wants to go first? Pat, Matt, what are your thoughts on how are you implementing YouTube's newest kind of feature, if you will, with your podcast? Yeah, this might surprise you, but we're not. 
We've hmm. actually experimented with that. And from our point of view, with so much team involved, with many hours being placed into different places, we thought it was worth experimenting with. And this was about a year ago. Um, we tried it, and we found that the ROI wasn't as good as where we, where else we could put our team or where else we could put our resources, which might sound surprising, again, because, yes, like you said, YouTube's going on, all in on it. You can put your videos up into a podcasting category. Those podcasts can be found on YouTube Music now. A lot of people are consuming podcasts on video, uh, thanks to people like Joe Rogan, but now everybody seems to have a video podcast as well. Lewis Howes is a, a prime example of somebody who's done that really well, too. However... Um, we've decided to, even though that is an opportunity, um, to not worry about that right now because we are all in on this community aspect, right? The, the, we, we only have so much energy to put in different places, and we do have, luckily, enough reach elsewhere to be able to then not worry about that right now. However, I would advise that if you do have a podcast, to definitely explore that as an opportunity. We have just released our new version of our course, Power Up Podcasting, for our uh, All Access Pass members. And that does include a video podcasting module on how to do that. The biggest thing to realize that, uh, especially if you're an audio podcaster going video, is it's not just like turning on a button and then now your video's on. It's it's a completely different beast, right? There's some editing involved. If you want to see a podcast who's doing podcasting really, really well that's not super overly produced, but is very effective, it's Ramit Seti from I Will Teach You To Be Rich. He has his video podcast, which is the same as his audio, just there's video on. He he turns on the Zoom call, if you will, uh, but he edits it in a way that makes it very intriguing, very engaging, switches still between the cameras. And there's and so there's going to be a little bit more involved editing to make that happen and make it worthwhile. Um, I know some people who were just trying to put a still image on their video just so they can put that audio onto YouTube, yeah. which actually can work against you because yeah. – that signals to YouTube. I mean, people are going to leave that video, and then not that a signals fan. to YouTube um, that your channel is yeah. not worth watching. So don't don't do that. But <laughs> um, what I find a lot of people are doing as a happy medium is they're taking clips from their video podcast. Right, they're turning on the camera while they're doing an interview, similar to like what we're doing right now. It's not necessarily in a studio, although that would be optimal. Um, and then they're taking a very specific moment of that podcast ripping it out and then putting it onto youtube and then that youtube video has to have a really good title really good thumbnail even just learning about thumbnails and titles alone can can be a uh, i mean there are people who have businesses just around that portion of it huge so as you can see it's very involved but when you huge. can do that and do it well it could be a great way to introduce your message yourself your podcast to others to then maybe go and listen to the other podcast or maybe not at all but you've still been able to get in front of them with a piece of your podcast which is just as good yeah. Yeah. Matt, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I'd love to to, to compliment and, and expand on it. You know, when we think about video podcasting, it can be absolutely the right strategy for one entrepreneur uh, and absolutely the wrong strategy for someone else. Um, and that's even consistent with any strategy, right? So when we think about as entrepreneurs, as business owners, and it's something that I teach um, uh, a lot of, and have massive amounts of conversation, even with uh, our pro members specifically, is business strategy. Like, what is good strategy? How do you do strategy development? How do you do strategic planning? And we're not all identical when it comes to our online business models, our innate strengths, the goals that we have. How do we develop these things and, and have consistency to you know, being able to do work, you know, whether it's create an online course, create a podcast, you know, nurture our email list or, you know, all of that is just work, right? And work as strategies. So as Pi was sort of, you know, mentioning, you know, based on our goals, our purpose, the objectives that, that we're pursuing, 
you know, uh, and we have resources, we have a team, et cetera, right? But that's still finite. There's only so much energy uh, that the team has, only only so much time. Most people don't so, have a team, right? And, and most people don't have a team. 99%. You know, they're, they're I have my right? wife and I have some contract workers, yeah. but I don't have, you know, what, what you guys have, which is, a, yeah. and a lot of, you know, uh, people have these big yeah. teams. So uh, most of our audience probably doesn't have a team either. <laughs> Yeah. So it's about prioritization, right? And yeah. increasingly just being more sober and, and even ruthless, I dare say, like with yourself, like what, what are your freaking goals, right? Like how clear are you on those? And there's no judgment. There's no like right or wrong, but it's a matter of, again, discipline on some level uh, as an entrepreneur, again, with finite time and resources and, and even financial resources, like what are you shooting at? Right. And, you know, even for us, we have to make hard choices. So that was all kind of like to try to compliment Pat's point that, you know, we did some experimentation with, you know, video podcasting. We certainly have those skills and Pat, you know, uh, very much correct to say that, you know, our recent amazing upgrade of power up podcasting, like we teach that stuff. Um, but we just are gaining a lot of traction in other areas with other strategies. And it's therefore one that we can't responsibly prioritize right now for ourselves. And as a teaching point, again, like I think everyone listening, hopefully to this, if there's any small takeaway that I hope is valuable is, like think about your goals and and be really aligned to the work you're doing at the strategy level with the goals that you're pursuing. Yeah, I mean, I love that, Matt. Thank you so much because it's so funny. And I love this question from uh, Samson. I'm going to get to your question. I think the number one question, Pat kind of alluded to this earlier. It's like, well, Nez, I want to be a YouTuber. Nez, I want to I want to do what you do. I want to create content full time. I want to make money with affiliate marketing and digital products, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, okay. Like, what is the, I don't understand though. You want to do that because you want to, it looks good because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Or is this something that, you know, is really coming from that epicenter of who you are from a purpose-driven standpoint? Are you doing this just to make a little extra money? There's nothing wrong with making a little extra money on the side. You want to do this. So it's really interesting the way you said that most people they're coming. My point is they're coming from a vantage point of they're thinking about themselves first. It's it's about them first. Whereas what I try to do with clients, and I'm sure you guys, I'd love to hear you talk about this, uh, is tell them, well, no, no, it's not about you at all. Actually, remove yourself from the picture completely. Of course, I don't want you to just do something to do something. I want you to do something based on your interest and what you're actually, what, what can actually yield income. Do you have a skill? Do you have a power move? Do you have an asset? Do you have a way of solving problems that you can monetize? And is it something that you can do for the long term? Because this is not a short term game. It's a long term game. But you got to think about who is it that actually is going to get something out of this? What problem can you solve? How can you help them get along the journey? You don't have to be a 30 year expert. You don't have to be a 20 year expert. You just have to be somebody who knows a little bit more than the people that you're trying to serve. So I love the way you said that, uh, uh, Matt and 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 I and Pat. I think that's that's great. I think so many people, especially young kids. My son is eleven years old. My daughter is nine. And I know Pat. You've got kids. I don't know Matt. Do you have kids too? I do. I have okay. two amazing uh, little girls, and I was even having that same thought. If I can quickly add in here, no, please, of like, course. Super early on, it, it's an amazing thing to mimic. Right. You look at Pat, you know, being incredibly accomplished and very forward in terms of, you know, his brand, you know, online and you learn through mimicking. Right. Sort of uh, just that's great. That's that's how in you any craft. look at skills. musicians, look at writers, look at absolutely. Any, yeah, you're absolutely across right across the gamut of you know art and science. Right. In terms of like different business. Skills. Yeah. 
But over time with repetition, you develop your own style, your own personality. You discover what's truer for you, right? If you even do the inner work of understanding your strengths, your personalities, your own motivations, Pat and I have a lot of things in common, but we are not carbon copies of each other. We have different motivation sets, right? When you do sort of a formal sort of analysis on that, that sort of stuff, which we nerd out about uh, from time mm. to time uh, as a team. Anyway, I, I think the thing I'm trying to, to get to here is like, yeah, with experience, with repetition, you can figure out what goals make better sense for you, what work really aligns to that sense of an understanding for who you are, your skill set, how you yourself want to grow in service of others, delivering value to an addressable market that has real problems. And how are you solving those problems in a real way? And it takes work, y'all. It takes work. There's nothing passive about passive income. Passive income is awesome. We're talking to the kings of passive income. But I, I'm sure Pat will agree with this and Matt will agree with this too. There's nothing passive, quote unquote, about passive income. You have to build the systems and processes and it takes time. Hey, Pat, can I, can I ask you something, Pat, really quickly? I want to ask you about this question that I always get from my audience and even my clients. Nez, it's ridiculous right now. There's so many people. I mean, there's never mind the people who are the big dogs in the game, but there's so many people. There's so much content. You talk about subscription-based uh, uh, model. You talk about building that community, which I think is so cool. I want to kind of unpack that a little bit further, but there's so many, like, like uh, not only is there all the professional media companies and Disney and, and Netflix, et cetera, et cetera, but then you've got like the, the people like Pat and the people like Rogan and the people like, you know, Theo Vaughn, et cetera, et cetera. How, why should I create a podcast today? Why should I create a YouTube channel today? Why should I even start an online business today when everything's already been done? Pat, I know you must get that question all the time. Has that answer, I think I know the answer, but has that answer changed? And, and what would you say to that? If we all thought that everything that could possibly be done has already been done, then there would be zero progress anywhere in the world. So we know that not to be true. It makes sense to feel that way when you're attempting to do something new and you're the new dog in the space and there's people who've been in it for a while. But what I've learned over time is a couple things. Number one, um, there are going to be people who would rather hear it from you than other people. They would rather hear it from you because you are more relatable. They would rather hear it from you because you have experiences that are shared experiences with that person. This was very, very clear to me when I first started teaching online business. I had that imposter syndrome that we all feel. Yeah. Am I worth it? Is this like, why would yes. people listen to me, et cetera? And I was starting to teach concepts of business based on an architecture website that I built that I know that other people had already taught before. Tim Ferriss had spoken about those things, Gary Vaynerchuk, a lot of other people. So I kept questioning myself. But what I've soon realized is, and I got this word from directly the people who were reading my blog at the time, which was, Pat, the way you explained it means, or it, the way you explained it made so much more sense. I've heard this before, but the way you explained it was very different. Or I relate to you, Pat, because you are a person who just had a baby and I just had a baby too. This was back in the day. And so as a result of that, you are more able to make a connection. And when you think about it, you had mentioned that an expert is somebody who's just a little bit further ahead than the person that they're serving. And that's so true. I would much rather learn the thing that's really, really important to me or the challenges that I have right now. I'd rather learn my way through that from somebody who had just gone through that same process 
who knows exactly what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling right now in this turmoil that I'm in, in these challenges that I'm facing versus, sure, a 40-year professor who has so many credentials, who's on stage at lectures at college talking about this thing, who's probably so much an expert that they're so far removed from what it was like to be in the trenches. Exactly. So Love it. This is why Gary talks about just journaling your experiences and how that itself could potentially build an audience because you are going through it with them. In fact, there was a guy, a, a good friend of me and Matt, actually, Adam Baker. He's actually in a fantasy football league with us, and I play him this weekend. It's a very important uh, match that's happening. Anyway, besides that, um, he had a website called Man vs. Debt. This was his first website. He was somebody who was teaching people how to get out of debt. Well, he was very upfront on his website that he was literally tens of thousands of dollars in debt still. Yet he was teaching people how to get out of debt. On the surface, you might think, why would anybody listen from somebody who's so in debt when there's other experts? There's there's Dave Ramsey and all these financial experts out there who could teach those things and you know, obviously didn't get into trouble like Adam did with his debt. Well, people resonated with Adam because he was showing his progress along the way, the things he was learning with his audience that were more relatable. And he ended up building an entire brand out of this and eventually sold the website uh, down the road and had now built several other things with other people. So, no, you don't need to be the expert. You just and, and, and you don't need to help the whole world either. I think a lot of us, when we think about starting businesses, we're like, OK, we need to build the next, you know, Tesla. We need to build yeah, the next. I was just going to say that Uber or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but instead of trying to solve a problem for the entire world, you can start by solving a problem for somebody's world, right? And in that little tiny world, there's gonna be a population of people who will come to you for help, who will all feed you to everybody else who has that same problem too. And as I often say, the riches are in the niches. I know it's pronounced niches, but it doesn't rhyme as well. So <laughs> the riches- Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you actually, I was gonna bring this up. So you actually concede now, Pat, because you used to not concede. You actually concede, not concede, it's pronounced niche? But I find that the joke that I put right after that and that little laugh that you just made is it makes it all worth it. Um, <laughs> See, I was know, telling so, you the so, truth, Pat, longtime listener, because I remember this was probably five years ago, I think, on your on the SBI podcast where you got into a I think it was an argument with uh, with Chris Drucker, I think. Yeah, Chris. Drucker, uh, and yeah. you guys and he was like, no, it's niche. I don't care what you say, Pat. It's niche. I remember it vividly because yeah. I was driving. Chamomile, chamomile, the, like the whole <laughs> exactly. debate. I was driving with my wife and I was yelling in the car. I'm like, no, 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 dude, what are you talking about? It's niche. <laughs> but you're right. It doesn't rhyme. Riches and the niches. No. That sounds the awful. Niches and the niches. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. work. No, I love the way you said that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to bring it back. Um, you could start Please. small and then go big, right? Yeah. And, and, and the, the last thing I'll mention there is a lot of people hesitate to start small because they don't want to pigeonhole themselves into like that one little tiny thing. But what's, re what's really funny, eight times out of 10, when I teach a student to start small, right? Riches are in the niches. And I give them permission like, okay, once this grows, you could expand outward if you want. You can go more horizontal into different spaces. They find that they love it so much that they become that little world's go-to resource that they don't, they can't imagine going elsewhere. In fact, all the opportunities that they would ever want opens up by staying small and there's less competition and you just have to learn a little bit of the language of that audience before, you know, instead of going broad, right? If I'm in the fitness space, 
in if I'm in the fitness space in general, I have to learn weight loss, muscle gain, all the nutrition for everybody running, walking, skiing. Like that's a huge, huge industry versus if yeah. I was helping ultra marathon runners who were over 50, I know a very specific group of people who do that, where they exist, the language to use for them, what products to sell. I'm more likely to to connect with a, a an outside product to sponsor my stuff because my audience is so specific to them that it's just the opportunities open up when you when you narrow down. It's counterintuitive. It's hard. but It's the best thing you can do to start. And there's only one you in the entire history of mankind, or as my wife would say, thank God. <laughs> I mean, there'll never be, there may be a lot of people who are similar to Matt, similar to Pat Flynn, but molecule for molecule, chromosome for chromosome, there will never be in the, listen to this, Nez Nation, in the history of mankind, there will never be another human being exactly like Pat Flynn, exactly like Nez or Matt. So... The Not way that you deliver it may be similar to Pat Flynn or whoever you want to throw in there, Tim Ferriss, but, or Joe Rogan, but it's not going to be exact. So who are you? I also say this too, and, and we got so much to talk about, but I want to say this really quickly. We got a lot of great questions. I also want to say this too. Don't, don't be so premature. Don't judge. You're actually not the judge of your work. Like, like I would say, let your audience judge it first. And then you can kind of look at it analytically. And, and, but I think creatively, especially, you know, we talk about content creation a lot here. You know, I think just let, don't be so quick to judge because you might think it sucks. And within all intents and purposes, I live by D.H. Lawrence's, um, D.H. Lawrence's uh, quote where he says, a, 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 a book is never finished. It's just abandoned. I feel the same way when I'm editing a video, a podcast or whatever. I'm never satisfied, guys. Never. I mean, never. I just have to go, well, I got to take the kids out. I got to spend time with my family. I got other clients. I got to abandon it. I got to basically say enough is enough. I got to stop editing it. And just, you know, so don't be so quick to judge your own work. And, and there's nobody like you who's going to deliver that. Um, let's take a couple questions here, if that's okay, guys. Sure. Uh, we have an Absolutely. awesome question from Samson. I want to come to come back to that question, but I want to actually... Um, I want to actually uh, tackle um, this question really quickly, Samson, and it is from Consult a Blind Guy. I love that uh, channel Andrew. name, actually. That's, That's a cool channel name. As a solopreneur, Matt and Pat, as a solopreneur, how do you determine what to prioritize? Courses, digital products, et cetera. What, what, is, what is the determining factor? Well, we talked a lot about audience and community, but Pat, Matt, you want to start with this? Matt, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, maybe you know what I'm going to say, at least Pat. Uh, it kind of, <laughs> kind of even re reflects on just a moment ago, right? Talking about goals, right? And, and strap planning, at least as like a, a business discipline, a business skill. Um, the first thing I will say is that, you know, prior priority should change over time. You know, as you think about Q1, if you use that language, you know, what you prioritize and, and work on because it's a priority in Q1, if you achieve that priority, if you hit that goal, congratulations, you've maybe unlocked an opportunity to work on something different in Q2, right? So, you know, maybe it does make sense to, per the question, like work on an online course and try to get that complete and launch it, you know, in Q1. Maybe that's because that at a strategy level um, is being aimed at a pre-existing audience. Like, uh, at least I'm saying this as a hypothetical, like you, you have maybe a small audience that you have heard, you know, uh, you know, as you talk about, you know, listening, right? And, and a work that's never done. So you've heard perhaps that, 
you know, your audience wants a course, right? Or they would really value that. Uh, you had some indicator to that. So maybe that's how you determine, you know, that that is a priority, that it is something that's going to add a lot of value to them and also help your small business, right? In terms of its revenue potential, you know, that's one way of potentially arriving at that decision. But then after that, you know, say that's possible in Q1 as a hypothetical, you launch it, it's a great success, it works, but now the course is done, right? Now Q2, there's maybe a different opportunity, right? To continue to try to nurture growth uh, into that course, right? Uh, priorities would change in terms of what you're working on. Uh, maybe a goal still relates to, you know, revenue based on course sales, right? Or maybe you learn something else along the way, you know, from your students of the course, there's an expansion opportunity. Maybe they, maybe you don't have a community uh, or anything like it, you know, in the mix yet, but with your students going through the course in Q1 on their own, again, I'm just throwing a lot of assumptions out here, then, then maybe that really then fuels a priority uh, the very next quarter to begin something by way of community. And maybe you put out a small beta group, right, in Q2, uh, you know, that, that you kind of recruit uh, and invite some of your maybe more outspoken and, uh, and, and awesome uh, students, right, to join. And maybe that becomes uh, a part of the Q2 priority. So, yeah, I'd, I'd think about, again, to kind of summarize it all, like defining really clear goals, uh, hopefully based on some level of um, audience participation, voice of customer, like some something versus just like plucking it out of thin air, right? Kind of define that up, work on it, try to hit that goal. Be conscious of your own boundaries, time and energy and and, and headspace and all of that, uh, and then evolve over time. And you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna fail. Like you're gonna get flustered. You're gonna trip. You're gonna mumble, stumble. I don't know anybody. And, and Pat, I'd love to hear from you too. Like I don't know anybody who's in this space who's like just right out of the gate, everything's successful or right out of the gate, my idea, my thought, my content, my podcast, my product, it's successful. There's so much tweaking, so much evolution. Time is one of the reasons I left the university system. I'm, I mean, I don't know if Pat, Matt know how much I absolutely abhor uh, uh, our North American educational system, <laughs> but the reason I left the university, Matt and Pat, and every listening who might not know is because they were so behind the times. I mean, you're going, you're taking a $60,000 loan, $100,000 loan to get an MBA, and they're still talking about widgets from 1926. It blows my mind. It makes me crazy. Uh, and so, and so, you know, just understand that you're gonna, you're gonna fail a lot and that's okay. Pat, you want to, you want to kind of jump in here? Yeah. If you're a solopreneur, I mean, let's say that you have some stuff happening already. You are, uh, producing content somewhere or in many places you're on social you are creating products whatever it might be and first of all thanks for this question this is andrew by the way who hey, I know andrew. he's in our community oh, um, awesome i love uh, the channel name yeah and he's unlocked an incredible next phase of his life he's generated enough revenue to um to get off of disability recently and that's huge for him oh, and, that's awesome. and just really proud of you andrew uh, job, so when Andrew. I talk about getting to know who your community is, this is what I'm talking about. Like know your people and then you'll be able to serve them better. You're going to go around in Because I've got family members that, that have uh, similar. So I, I, I feel you. I relate to you. I love it. Taking what almost an audit of the things that you're doing and going, okay, well, what here is working? Can we, can we do more of that? And what, out of the things that we're doing isn't working. Let's let's make a decision to stop that. And you know, the beginning of a new year is a perfect time to do that. We, we call this the stop, start, continue exercise in our team. And Matt, Matt taught me this and it's worked really well. 
this way we can double down on the things that are working and and almost uh, use that as a sort of first go for what prioritizing looks like. Because oftentimes, especially as entrepreneurs, we see this happening over here and that happening. We get bright, shiny object syndrome. We want to do all the things when really the thing that we could be doing might be the thing that's already working. And we just need to refocus our efforts on that, knowing that it works and how to do it. And we can just do it maybe a little bit better. Um, now, in a business, specifically one that wants to make revenue, there are certain components of the business where I think there should be one focus for each of these three parts as you go to as far as what to prioritize. So we call it in our in our team, tofu, mofu and bofu. Uh, you guys have a name for everything. I love this. Do you get, you do. guys just like sit around thinking up these titles. I love it. Uh, it makes it easier to have a common language between all of us. And, and we're passing forward that language <laughs> to you. I mean, I think it was, I'm going to do this from now on. I'm going to name all my meetings. I'm going to name all our goals. I love these creative names. Uh, Seth Godin has written about the power of just naming something because now it has substance. Now it could be talked about, et cetera. So yeah, tofu, mofu, bofu. I like that. top like of funnel, that. middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. Top of funnel. What's the one Mofo, way you're going to get What is it again, Pat? Mofu, uh, tofu? Tofu for top of funnel. So if you imagine a funnel, right? The top of the funnel, the middle right. of the funnel, and right. then bottom of the funnel. Right, right. right. And this is, this is business, right? You have a large yep. number of people coming in from somewhere. That's your tofu. What's that one platform going to be for you that you're going to focus on in 2024? Maybe it, maybe it is YouTube. Maybe it's a particular social media platform. Whatever it is, focus on that one. And you can learn everything about it. Find the experts who are talking about it. Go follow other YouTube channels that are like discussing the hacks and the different strategies people are using for just that one tofu uh, situation to bring more people in. Then middle middle of funnel. That's typically going to be like an email list where you're going to nurture that audience and discover more about them. Um, that's often what we recommend for middle of funnel. And then bottom of funnel is what's the one-off or the solution that you're going to be offering them and how are you connecting those pieces together so that you can have revenue come out the bottom and you can add that revenue back into your business or put it back into your lifestyle, whatever you want to do with it. Um, having one for each of those things to focus on is a great way to go about removing all the other noise and focusing on the actual business model that's going to make you uh, more money. It's not all about generating revenue, but that is the byproduct. It's important. Of, of, yeah, it, it is important or else yeah. you can't help nobody if you yeah. make money. Um, and then finally, that is a byproduct. That's what we say. Your earnings are a byproduct of how well you serve that audience. So clarity mm. with who you're serving, tofu, mofu, bofu, and that revenue <laughs> becomes the byproduct of, of all that. I love it. I love it. It almost sounds like uh, it almost sounds like something out of Super Mario Brothers. I love it. Tofu, mofu, bofu. I mean, I'm gonna. I, I hope you guys are taking notes because this is really, really good stuff. Um, that's fantastic. Did you want to add anything uh, to that, uh, uh, Matt? Nah, Pat nailed okay. it. Okay, um, maybe something from a sushi bar. Pat and I love sushi. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm getting <laughs> yeah. hungry. Uh, who's buying? Pat, you're buying, right? I'll buy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we have another great question. Okay, so we have about 10, 15 minutes left. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of our, our guests' time, but um, Samson, I wanted to get back to you because I think I think this is a big one. And I, and I also think, um, Pat and Matt, you guys can, can also um, sort of weave in there what's happening with your uh, uh, kind of business model. I don't want to say transition, but maybe just another kind of arm of it where you're going from the isolated course creation to community-based digital products where uh, you're bringing in experts. I think it's so interesting. Um, and, and, and is this something that's even necessary? There's a lot of people like me who don't have a huge, you know, team. Thankfully I've got a few, uh, you know, I have a VA here, there, and I've got contract workers, 1099s and 
Thankfully, my wife, who's a billion times smarter than me and a billion times more talented than me, is in our business. Um, but uh, this is, I think, a really great question because I get this question all the time and uh, I can't think of two better people to ask this. Thank you, Samson, just Samson. Yeah, Can you thanks, speak, Samson. Pat, on how you went from a one-man show to your first hire to building – I mean, this is a pretty heavy question um, – to building your team that you have today? Um, Pat? It's definitely a process, and uh, it, it goes through phases, right? I wouldn't recommend hiring a team of 11 people right off the bat. Um, like what we have now. And it took me 15 years to get here. So don't think that this is where you need to jump to. My first hire was actually somebody that I hired off of a platform called Odesk, or or was it Elance? Uh, I can't remember, but Upwork as well. Is what it like a Fiverr? To, oh, oh, Upwork, okay. Those, those two brands became what we now know as Upwork, where you can put a, put a job and then you can hire somebody that like different people will say, oh, I'll do it for this much, I'll do it for this much. Um, I hired a voiceover actor to read my architecture book that was a study guide for uh, my audience in my first business in 2008 after trying to do it myself because I had a microphone. So I tried to do it myself, but I'm not a voiceover actor. I, I, I had no experience on a microphone back then, but I told myself, well, I can. There's that imposter syndrome, Pat. Yeah. But also just like, well, I'm going to save money because I can just do this myself. Well, I spent two weeks trying to create this thing, editing all the mistakes out, and in the end, it just it was not good. And I ended up paying somebody twelve hundred dollars to do it in literally two days in a in a way that was beyond what I was even capable of. And then when I sold that to the audience, I made that much back in the first day. If wow, known that wow. There other people out there who could do these things better and faster, and by providing more value to the audience, I get that money back in return. Right? right. My it's an investment, hiring. right? You have to invest. Right. Exactly. And hiring for one-off projects like that is easier to understand because it's like, okay, I need, I have this need. I can't do this. So let me pay somebody to do it for me. That makes sense. And we have tools like Fiverr and other services that can do th those kinds of things for us. But my first hire hire was actually related to a big pain that I had, something that was a constant that I could not get rid of, which was email. So email was a big pain. I was starting to become a lot more popular back in the 2011, 2012 era to a point where my email inbox was over five figures in the hole. Uh, that many emails I was not able to respond to. And so I hired an executive assistant to help me through that. And it was an absolute lifesaver. I still work with Jess today now, almost 13 years later. Oh yeah, and, I talked to Jess, yeah. Yeah, and she's amazing. She's, she's, she's amazing. doing a lot more than email uh, for me now, but it was a huge relief because what I thought was important- Shout out to was, Jess. Shout out to Jess. Um, I used to feel like I needed to reply to every email. And she taught me a lot about the fact that I didn't need to reply to everybody, nor did I need to reply right away. We have the system now where she talks with me once a week and she tells me what the emails that came through that she needs an answer from me for. And then she answers on my behalf and then everything's good. And I can get hours of time back to put in elsewhere. Now, eventually I needed some help with podcast editing, all these needs that I had in my business. The big filter was, should I be doing this anymore? Could I use these hours elsewhere in a place where only I can do these things? And that was a big thing, letting go of, of my podcast, letting go of But it's of your my baby. Email. How could you let it go? <laughs> right. Well, when I found out that other people could edit faster and better than me, yeah. um, and that like that thought in my head of, oh, nobody can do it like me, absolutely wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and then I got obsessed with hiring, and then I hired Matt's uh, agency, and then I 
bought Match Agency and then we've, uh, you know, he's now CEO of SPI Media and then the team is amazing. So it was a, it was a level of progression, but it's this, this idea of first understanding where are you doing things in your business that you know you're just not getting, you know, uh, not just fulfillment, but you you know that it's just taking time away from other bigger level things that you could do. That's where you can start and start small. You could start part time. You could even start, like I said, with a website like Upwork and just kind of get a feel for what that's like, because it's also not automatic. You can't hire somebody and expect they'll know everything to do right away. You still have to train a little bit. And that takes some experience and time as well. So I'll let as we uh, wrap up here, I'll let Matt finish off because he's really the person who's found the people on the team. Maybe, Matt, you could take it from when you're ready to hire a team team, maybe what what things to look out for. And yeah, and I'm sure you also get this question, right, Matt, in your in your uh, courses, correct? There, well, I'd say inside the community, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and even more especially inside of our pro community, which is a bit kind of more advanced uh, right. you know, uh, entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. And th they're very much dealing with some of these problem sets that even Pat was describing for himself, uh, which was really the first thing I wanted to kind of emphasize, which is the entrepreneurial journey. As you gain traction, as you grow, uh, I think all entrepreneurs will get will begin to encounter struggles like this for themselves around evolving and the struggle to give things up that they used to do. They even maybe like to do at some point, right? But to be able to be that uh, much, I'd say, like growth oriented for yourself and for the brand and the business you're building, if if that's your trajectory, right? Learning to give up things that even if you were once upon a time good at them, to then be able to learn and grow to, in a new, new dimension for yourself and help other people, maybe help a team, right? To be more of a leader in that way, develop leadership skills. Maybe that's a new avenue for you. Uh, oftentimes it is uh, a whole new skill set, uh, a bucket of skills, quite frankly, for an entrepreneur to learn. They don't have, you know, leadership backgrounds from Fortune 100 companies. They haven't built maybe past startups and, and recruited for teams. So yeah, in, just being more mentally mindful and aware, right, of that like evolution of yourself is in critical sort of like precondition to hiring well, to training well, and beginning to empower uh, a set of individuals and a team underneath you um, and not micromanage them in some of these other conditions. Uh, I would say then like a really uh, extra special thing, at least in terms of my journey with Pat, um, small nuance, but an important one that I'll make it teachable is that we actually merged together, right? So Pat and I are partners in this thing. Um, you know, in terms of like that baby that we produced, right? Uh, kind of together back at the end of 2018. Uh, and the thing that's extra special here, not that it's necessarily true or should be pursued by everybody, but is actual partnership. Um, as you're building your own thing, you may come into touch with people that like Pat and I did, we first came into touch by way of a service contract. Like he did hire my team uh, and myself way back with that very first project, right? To help with the Lucko memoir. And then we kept getting to know each other better. And we discovered that we had a lot of common interests and common vision and common values. We became friends. I became Uncle Matt to his kids, right? Like this, there was this whole progression as, as Pat correctly said, right? Um, and we discovered sort of that big light bulb moment, but it took a while to get there, which was, holy shit, sorry. Um, that slipped out. Yeah. Strike one for Matt. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, right we'll at the end, of course. Can we get like, security? Table five. It's like fumbling at the one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mind. I'm just Sorry. kidding. It's okay, man. But like we discovered we're better together than we are, you know, not separate, but like we're better together even as partners than we were in a more like service transactional relationship. And our, the value that we can bring and the vision that was beginning to emerge would really only be possible if we really banded together, you know, as, as partners. So we are formal partners. And, and some of the folks listening today, 
may also discover that in your own journey. You may get to a point where it's like, man, this other person really compliments me. We have a shared understanding. What if we did a thing? Maybe, maybe there is some work, there is a JV, there is some business structure that we could get a little more serious together, right? And, and you would entertain that, at least I would only advise that that be entertained if there really was commonality, right? With the vision, with the values and with the shared promise of what's possible uh, for you, the team uh, that might be existing underneath you, and then ultimately the people that you're serving. And that's so hard to find too. It's rare. I mean, to it's hard to get right. It's like a marriage, well right? Period. So but date. If, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. To, I mean, like if you actually like get along with this person, you have commonalities, you're both business minded, success oriented, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's a really rare thing. That's really cool. Um, I know you have to bounce, right, Matt, you have to leave. You have a hard stop. In about, Oh, it just clicked over on my side. So yeah. Okay. Stay for a little longer, <laughs> Can you yeah. stay for like, I, there's one question here, Pat, that I think is so crucial to my audience. Uh, Matt, I know you have to take off and, 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 and awesome yeah, this has been you. just a blast. So I'm sorry to be maybe a no, 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 you're party fine. cooper here, but um, fantastic. And thanks for having us both on. Uh, yeah. If there's anything else I can continue to, to do, like, you know, let me know how I can try to help serve the community better. Your community. Yeah. It's a real pleasure to meet you, Matt. And, and I think uh, your insights were uh, awesome. Very valuable. And if you want to, I know there's going to be probably a ton of questions on the replay in the comments. Feel free mm -hmm. to come by. Uh, whenever you want and feel free to reach out to me anytime. Um, love to meet you in person one day. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. A pleasure. Okay. Have fun guys. Awesome. Awesome. Take care. Hey, Pat. Um, I wanted to, this is such a good question because our audience is full. And, and I always say, look like trading time for money. Mm -hmm. It's there's nothing wrong with that. Like I trade time for money. I do, I do uh, client work, etc. And, and, you know, uh, I've learned so much about charging what to charge and how to orchestrate and how to architect something that is amenable both for me, but mostly for the client and better serve them. We have this great question who another amazing channel name. I mean, where are these, cha these channel names are blowing me away. I'm like doing YouTube way wrong. Your fellow Muslim Yagi. I mean, this is a cool channel name, but this is a crucial question here. Pat, that I know everybody that is in our audience, and I'm sure uh, this will cross over to the SPI audience too. If I'm in a new niche, 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 <laughs> I want to, <laughs> Pat's like, will you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an entire podcast called Niche or Niche, uh, uh, Pat. Yeah. I want to build an audience in a freelance business. Should I go on the document your journey route as a beginner or to gain experience or to go or to gain experience, then come back. Oh yeah. Hold on a second. I'm trying to, I'm kind of confused by this question. I could re I could rephrase this if, if please go ahead for everybody. So the idea, like you're going to start a business. Should you literally create content as you are starting it before you top of funnel maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, for top of funnel stuff. Um, or should I build the business first and then talk about it so I have more right. credibility, you know, those right. kinds of things. You can go either way if you wanted to. And in fact, the, the the hard thing about documenting your journey, although I do recommend it because it's great, it's honest, it's people see the real-time building of the thing, they get the history of it when they come back in the future and and and, and check it out and, and there's more trust there. Um, the hard thing is at the same time that you're building a business, you also have to learn about YouTube. <laughs> And you have to learn about audience building at the same time. Those are two kind of separate things. So it is totally okay to do that. There might be different platforms where it might be easier. I would say if you're going to do the document your journey strategy, ask yourself if this were easy, what would it look like? Right. If this were easy to document, 
how would you go about doing that instead of okay now i need a film crew with me while i'm starting my business and now and then i have to edit these videos as i'm also trying to help these clients and then i have to learn about titles and thumbnails as i'm also trying to get billed for the thing that i'm doing with somebody my my recommendation for how to start however is what i like to call the 111 strategy um and this makes it very easy right and then you can take this and you can use it for documentation purposes you can use it to help sell more things in the future and here's here's how this works nez you find in the space that you're curious about in in, in an interest that you have uh in in, a, in in an area that you have some sort of expertise perhaps find one person just one just one you don't need a website for this you don't need to, to document it you don't need a social media platform you just find one person you find one problem that that one person has and then you find one solution for that problem mm. one person one problem one solution. I'll tell you why this works so well. Number one, find one person. This exercise of even just finding the one person is so great because it it challenges yourself without being too overwhelming to go and see where these where else might these people exist. You might already have access to them and forgot. You might be in an online community where these people exist. You might have to go find them or they might be under a certain brand somewhere. That exercise of finding them will help you for the future when you need to find more. And if you can't find one person, how in the world are you gonna build a business when you need to find more? So mm. let's narrow this down, let's break it down, let's find one person, right? Mm. The exercise of discovering what their problems are is also really interesting. You're gonna find that even though it's the same, you know, a, a, a person in a particular community, um, you're gonna find that there might be 10, 20 different problems, inconveniences that this person has. So instead of thinking about, okay, I'm gonna help this community or help this person, you're gonna also think about what's the one problem that this one person has that you want to solve? Because it might be, if, if you're in the fitness space helping runners, it might be their nutritional problems. Like they're not, they're not getting endurance. Maybe they have back issues. Maybe like those are all three completely different sets of problems that each will require a different solution. So let's narrow it down to the one problem and by examining what that is, you're going to learn what it's like to connect, to ask, to communicate with this this community. You're going to learn what it's like to hear back from somebody who has these problems and also discover what their dreams are. Why is, why is this important to them? Again, all these exercises play a role in how you eventually build this business down the road. But again, we're making it narrow or we're making it easy. And then finally, when you solve that problem for them, first of all, you only have one person with one problem you need to worry about right now. So you are more laser focused you are more able to work with them to discover, well, what are their obstacles? What's holding them back and how to help them through that? Guess what? Those things are likely the same problems and, and obstacles that other people in that space also have. So by narrowing it down and focusing, you're able to help them through that and you're able to get that result. And two things happen when you get that result. Number one, they feel good. They're great because you've helped them. So you now have a testimonial. You have a real life case study of somebody that you've actually helped already. Mm, that's that huge. You can use, right? But the huge. bigger thing, that is huge. But what is even bigger than that, Nez, is you've unlocked the confidence that what you're trying to do here actually freaking works. Because the biggest thing that's going to get in your way is your lack of understanding of what it is you're doing and whether or not that's going to actually matter or not. You now know that the thing you're helping with actually matters there's a real life person there, not a made-up johnny with 2.5 kids who goes to you know whatever it's a real life person with a real name and a real story who you've now helped it unlocks this 
thirst to try to find more people like that because you know they exist and you know you have the cure for their hypoth- their their uh, metaphorical disease that you're curing, right? Yeah. And that is huge because now the way you talk about it comes across as more confident. The way you write about it and when you then build your email list or then build your website or then start a social media account, you're not coming from a place of, I hope this works. You already know it works. You are just now building the things around it, the assets around it to display the fact that it works, to share more of your expertise, to fight all those obstacles that people have along the way. And that one can turn into many and you can then figure out, okay, well, I wanna do freelancing, cool. I'm gonna find my second client. Or you might go, well, I wanna help more people at the same time. I'm gonna do a cohort-based model. Maybe you now know that you wanna write a book. The, The business model is determined after that, not before. But when you find that one person have that one problem and solve that one problem, life is just so much easier and you can build off of that. That deserves, I mean, that that deserves a little uh, sound effect there because that, ladies and gentlemen, that was a masterclass right there. I hope you guys are taking note. Cool thing too, Pat, is that, you know, this doesn't have to necessarily be a full-blown, hey, now I'm a full-time, you know, a coach, consultant. This could be a great way you can use this methodology. I mean, what's wrong with earning an extra $500 a month? I could use an extra $500 a month. What's what's wrong with earning an extra thousand? Dare I say maybe even five figures or more? I mean, that 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 methodology, that lens uh, is absolutely perfect. I love that. And and it also eliminates that uncertainty of I don't I'm not sure it brings the demographic, as you said, so aptly uh, uh, alive. It's it's a living, breathing thing. You know what else? I love that best with, with yeah. this. Yeah. Let's say you go through the process, you find one person and you go, this isn't for me. This I don't I don't I don't want to do anything in the space anymore. Like I'll help this person or I'll let them know right. that like I'm, I'm done. How great of you to figure that out now before you've spent and invested that time and money Ooh. into that space. This is your little Petri dish that you get to test things in. Huge. And then if you find a formula that works, boom, you've got it. If not, you can just throw that Petri dish away and move on to the next community or person to try to solve a problem for. And then you can go from there. So uh, this is what I talk about in my book, Will It Fly? And how we can sort of validate our ideas before we build them, if that, right. if that makes sense. Right. And by the way, we'll leave uh, links to all of Pat's who's, you know, I, we haven't even really broached the subject yet. His amazing books, uh, multiple award-winning author, as well as all the other things that he's doing. I, I'd be remiss, uh, Pat, if I didn't, because I have to talk about this. I have to. And and then we're done. Um, Deep Pocket Monster. Like, dude, are you joking mm-hmm. me right now? Like, you're joking me right now, right? Like, Deep Pocket Monster, the YouTube channel, the conference. I'm already a hero. JoJo, if you're listening, I'm already a hero to one of my, my son's best friend, JoJo. She went to your conference in Anaheim. Mm, awesome. And she's a huge fan. She, I'm like, dude, I've got Pat Flynn coming on the show. So how cool, the coolest dad in the neighborhood. I've got the man, the myth coming to the show. Dude, what is, I mean, like, I'm so blown away by Deep Pocket Monster. Um, What's happening with that right now? Like, how are you, how are you, I mean, I'm busy and I don't even have near the amount of things that you've got going on. How are you juggling Deep Pocket Monster and all the SPI stuff, dude? It's, It's not juggling. I'm not juggling. That would mean there are moments where I don't know what's going on or the trajectory of things. Like it's picking up one ball at a time. 
working on it, putting that ball down as it rests and other people are working on it and then picking up the next ball. That's that's what I'm doing. So for those of you who don't know, Deep Pocket Monster is a YouTube channel I started uh, at the beginning of 2021, and it's about collecting Pokemon cards. Yes. Um, what is interesting is fast forward now, almost three years later, the channel is about to cross 750,000 subscribers oh on YouTube, uh, nearly 200 million views, over 1.5 billion impressions of my videos on YouTube. <laughs> and... Um, an average revenue of about $40,000 per month. Just That's that insane. I was going to ask you if you were willing to share that. Oh, that's yeah. insane. That's awesome. Yeah, YouTube. And that's ad just on AdSense, correct? Uh, a little bit of sponsorships as well. Oh, but sponsorships, yes, right. You have members. Mo yeah, mostly right, ad right. revenue. Um, the CPMs are much smaller than like my business channel on uh, the Pat Flynn YouTube channel. However, the numbers are just much higher. The, the general that's audience insane. is much bigger for this more entertainment-based channel. However, a lot of people see this and a lot of people are discovering me for the first time on that channel. And they go, wow, oh, you're yeah. like an overnight success in, 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 with your YouTube channel. And I have, to remind, I have to let them know and teach them. I've been on YouTube since 2009. Yeah, I've made so many mistakes and I've continuously tried to learn what works and what doesn't. Right. I just so happened to, in year 12 of my journey, start this channel. So, no, this was not an overnight success. Not even However, close. I can relate, too, because I've yeah. been on YouTube since, you know, 2012. But it wasn't until 20, really 2020, the pandemic, that I started to actually put all of those skills. So I totally relate. Like, it takes yeah. forever to learn, especially if you and do it on your own. I mean, the, the mastering the art of packaging, mastering the art of creating tension in titles and thumbnails is yep. to me a lifelong skill that pays massive dividends in any facet of your life because it's audience psychology. It, it, it completely is. We're diving deep into that. Daryl Eves talks a lot about uh, audience psychology. In his Who's book. been on the show before. We love yeah, Daryl. Daryl's great YouTube formula. Yep. Um, storytelling is yeah. what has made our channel what it is. A lot of other YouTubers in the Pokemon space were not telling story. They're opening cards, they're reacting, they're having fun. We're bringing story into this completing a challenge within a certain period of time with stuff at stake. Um, and and um, it's working really, really well. So we're, we have some videos with over 10 million views, long form videos where people are watching, you know, and, 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 and the community is the other component of this, right? The, the learning the language of this audience. I was not a Pokemon collector when I was little. I started collecting Pokemon during the pandemic with my kids, getting really deep into it and then forming this channel, knowing that I could bring some story and some more creativity into the space. And then we held a conference earlier this year in June of 2023. We had That's amazing. people come to a conference. Um, but we, we don't what spurned that on? Like, why a conference? What spurned that on? I'm curious. Uh, there, there was I there were I wanted to meet other people in the space, and there was <sighs> nothing there, so I just I I made it. There's um, no Pokemon. There's no like Pokemon card collecting conferences. There are, but they're for strictly investments and trading and like the, uh, the money okay. part of, okay. of the industry but not it. like a vidcon where you right. can meet your favorite pokemon youtuber dude that must have been tough like that must have been hard was that crazy to put that together it was hard logistically thankfully we partnered with the team from podcast movement who knows what the heck they're doing uh, a, okay. a really nice. good well-organized event nice um so we combined the organization of what they brought and the fun of Pokemon and marry the two together. And this has become now something that the community has never seen before. And the beauty of this is we focused our efforts on making the other creators in the space, the heroes of the story. It's not about me. It's not even about Pokemon. It's about these YouTubers who are out there grinding away and putting them on the pedestal. And not just like the big names too. 
but even the the B and C lister ones who have small audiences, I'm talking like hundreds of subscribers only on YouTube, but making them feel special, putting them on the website as a creator coming, um, giving them the opportunity to meet some of their fans. And those are the ones who actually promote the event more because they're not used to getting recognized. And I knew that would work. This is this is everything I write in my book, Super Fans at Play, uh, at this event and in this channel in general. It's to a T everything I've written about now actually in a case study over the last three years. And we should hit a million subscribers fairly soon. We have uh, an estimated 5,000 people coming to Orlando next year in June for our second year or Gen 2 event. And I'm already getting, I, I got invited to Japan for Pokemon Worlds from wow. Pokemon International Company. Um, I'm getting- <laughs> That's so nuts. Things. I love it. And I'm an advisor for a couple companies in the collectible space now as a result of, of doing this. So I mean, um, that is just, I mean, it's like, to me, it's so awesome because it answers so many questions. There's been a recurring theme and, and, and we're, we're going to, we're going to wrap things up because, because you've been awesome, Pat. I've been a, I meant what I said, a longtime fan. Um, my backstory of wanting to do what I do now, wanting to see my wife every day, wanting to see my kids every day. I was what they call the freeway flyer, uh, Pat, where I would literally, because they pay, they, they exploit adjunct professors. Literally they pay us dirt. And so I had to work at like five universities. And so I'd be gone from 6am and wouldn't come home till 10pm. But anyway, this is not about me. It's about you. Like the, 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 the theme that has, that has been the premise of this entire show and this entire podcast is that you have actually it's to me deep pocket monster is emblematic of it's never too late to start yep. there's no such thing as saturation yep. if you actually put them first in everything you do you will succeed if you put in the work you put in the time you put in the energy and you actually learn and you're humble one thing about pat like pat doesn't necessarily have to be humble about anything like he is a, you know, I'll, I'll be his, his PR guy right now. He is a, he is a profound success in this space. We met once Pat at, at uh, I think it was when you were doing um, the first time we met in person, which is actually kind of criminal. We should have met way more many times. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to change that. No tuna fish, <laughs> No, tuna. But, uh, but no, the first time we met, I think is when you did um, switch the switch pod came out Yeah, and you were giving away switch pods at the pre-pandemic, this is 2019 Vid Summit. That's and right. you were giving out switch pods out. at Vid Summit. Again, Daryl, that's Daryl's conference, a master conference. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it's just, to me, it's just so amazing, like what's happening with, with everything that you're doing, but with Deep Pocket Monster, which is so cool, is you're, you've, you, you've combined family too, because I know you're doing this with your kid. You know, my wife and I just very interestingly parallel. My wife and I started a channel in early 2021. We just passed 10 million views. Um, we get, I, I think, 10 million views a month on Facebook. It's monetized. It's making amazing money. Um, and that's it's not about that. It's just something my wife and I can do together that we love. And and so I, I just hope everybody who's listening to this, watching this replay podcast listeners live, I hope you're understanding that. As trite as it sounds, it is capital T true that if I, who I don't even consider this talented individual, if I can do this through persistence, hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and learning from greats like Pat Flynn, you can do it too. It's insane. We've never lived in, I mean, Pat, I was born, I'm a lot older than you, Pat. 
I was born before YouTube. I was born before the internet. When mm. we when we, we used to do when so I helped my mom run her leather shoe business. We had to do mailers, Pat. We had to go door to door. I mean, marketing was completely different. The fact that I can reach the world with this thing right here is insanity. It's insanity. You can reach anybody. And so I mean, kudos to you, brother. I'm just so impressed. You, I love I your success. You. I love hearing what's happened just very recently in the last couple of years. Um, I'm going to let you uh, uh, take us home. Is there anything you'd like to share with our Nez Nation audience, Pat, uh, 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 to take it home and, and tell people where they can maybe get a hold of you, check you out, et cetera, et cetera. The floor is yours, sir. Sure. Hey, thank you so much again for having me. And thank you for everybody sticking around. And I see tech for your needs, uh, shouting out the switch pod. I appreciate that. Tony and, uh, Andrew and Sam. Oh, I love mine too. I use it too. Uh, thank you. That, that means a lot. Um, if you want to check out business related items, uh, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com. And specifically we have some communities there that we'd love for you to be a part of, but it doesn't matter if you're with my community or any, anywhere else. The big lesson here is you, you just can't do this alone. I know that I didn't get here on my own either. And, and not just like because of Matt and the team, but because of other uh, colleagues, other friends who I've been able to connect with in this space. Um, you can't read the label if you're inside the bottle. You need other people to go on this journey with you. And when you can find those people um, and, and, and you know that you get just as much back as you give them, I mean, stick with those people. I've been in two mastermind groups for over a decade each because these people have learned everything about me and can see things that I can't. Um, and, and that's really, really important. So, you know, join your communities. Be a part of the conversation. Um, I hope if you're lurking or if you're watching the replay that 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 you muster up some courage because it's totally worth it. I understand it. I'm an introvert myself, but when you can connect yourself with other people, uh, you know it's 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 not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals a hundred, right? Because of all, all the things you could do together. So keep up the great work here, Des. You're doing awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. And of course, if you want to check out uh, some cool Pokemon content, head on over to Deep Pocket Monster here on YouTube and uh and have some fun it's it's been a pleasure to learn how to tell better stories and and also it, it, it's just like it's really cool to start something new from scratch i didn't bring the spi audience over to that new channel because that would be actually detrimental to the channel because those people wouldn't likely exactly be the audience that i would want uh, there goes that, your avd <laughs> exactly, exactly so um all started from scratch it just feels good to know that there are still like you said opportunities right in front of us right now that we could take we just got to do it so take that action don't be afraid to fail failing is learning and connect with other people along the way I can't wait to reconnect with you, brother, and much continued success, sir. And please, please, please do me a favor, Pat. Don't What's ever up? change your temperament. Your humility and your humbleness is, to me, tantamount to your success. Thank you. There's so many I people I've that. interviewed, Pat. There's so many people I've met in this space. Obviously, I'm not I'm not here to cast aspersions, but there's so many people that I've met that I just kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, like they're really full of themselves. One thing that I love about you, Pat, is you have every right to be braggadocious, to even be, dare I say, narcissistic, but you've taken the exact opposite route. Mm. So please, 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 brother, don't ever change. Keep that humility. I think that is your bread and butter. And I can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much. Awesome. Man. Have a wonderful, I, I like wonderful people, day. So I wouldn't want to be one of them. So uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank, thank you, sir. You're the best. Okay, guys, that was Pat Flynn. Holy macadamia nut and his awesome SPI CEO, Matt Garland. If you loved that show, 
please, 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 it would mean the world to us. Why don't you share this out with somebody? I mean, I can't wait to watch and listen to this on the replay because I know that I'm going to get a ton of value from this. I hope you took diligent notes. Always know, guys, that you can, um, in the pinned comment is our guide. If you're a beginner or even if you're advanced, we have a guide in the pinned comment and also in the show notes, 28 legitimate ways that you can just get some ideas that you can start making money online. Go check that out. It's a free download. It's a free guide. I love you guys more than anything. I hope to see you guys soon. And again, this is your boy Nez, hoping you have continued success and we'll see you guys very, very soon. Love y'all. Chanel.